welcome to the Religion of Hockey podcast, episode 12, I think, 13, whatever it might 12. be. 12.5. Yeah, I like that. It's, it's This is 12.5, because there's an episode that you will never hear. Probably. Maybe. We'll dig it up in like five years. Undiscovered yeah. episode. <laughs> It'll just be an episode where it's like, why are they talking about Paul Fenton? Yeah. Future, G- future GM of the Dallas Stars. No. Stars. No. You- <laughs> no. No. <laughs> anyway, what's up, guys? This is Nico here. Uh, we're back. We're, we're kind of back, right? Um, A little bit. Start of the NHL season. We're recording this at like 5 o'clock on the 1st of October. Yeah. So October. we're on the eve. We're on the eve of a new hockey season, and yeah. uh, I'm excited. This is a, this is gonna be our first season like doing the podcast. Yeah, so fully. This will, like a full season covering the podcast. So look out for a lot of new content coming out. Promise, um, po- we'll be a lot more consistent. Okay. For sure, for sure. We should. We sh- we might do a YouTube channel. We should do a YouTube channel. We should. We will do a YouTube channel. We will. hundred percent. hundred percent. Okay, so we have a lot to talk about. So let's do you do you want to talk about what we've been doing over summer or the last month since we've last podcast? Uh, I mean, not really. Have you done? We just been. Have lazy. you done anything cool? Actually, have you done anything cool? Yeah, I've gone to. I went to Boston, stayed there for about a few days. Uh, went to a Red Sox game. It was great. It was fun. It was cool. I've never been, actually been. I haven't been on a plane in about a decade, and that was definitely an experience but just going to boston it was it was cool i wore a blues jersey also for about half the time uh didn't actually get too much bad um bad stuff from bruins fans which was actually definitely unexpected but it was a cool time uh definitely one of my cooler probably maybe the coolest trip i've ever been on but yeah that's basically what i did in september okay so i didn't do anything cool like that but i did get pink whitney's you know what a pink whitney is Yeah, so it's that We're dream from podcast. the other podcast. Yeah, from the other podcast that nobody listens to, of course, only our podcast we listen to, right? Yeah. right. All NHL so, fans listen to the Religion of Hockey podcast. <laughs> only. Yes. <laughs> so I tried that drink, and it's actually pretty good. I, I didn't think it was going to be all that good. The bottle looks pretty cool. I went into Ben, so you're younger, but... Yes. This is a family-friendly podcast. Drink responsibly. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, drink responsibly, right? <laughs> oh, here's my my little dogs next to me. So I went to um, I went to Benny's and then I went in there and I'm like a little, I'm like a little girl. I'm like, so I tried acting cool first off. I went to the cashier and I'm like, oh boy. So uh, I'm like, so you got that uh, you got that like acting like I didn't know the <laughs> name, <laughs> you know? I was like, so uh, you got that Pink Whitney? You know what I'm saying? Like you know that, uh, that drink. Uh, what's it uh, called? Pink Pink Whitney? Yeah, yeah, Pink Whitney. I think it's called. Uh, maybe purple one too. You know, it, it's a, it's pink. And they're like, yeah, yeah, it's over there. I'm like, all right, thanks. Uh, I never had it before. You know, I'm just I'm just trying. It. It's for my friend. Sure. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I go over there. I grab it. And I'm like looking at. it, and I'm smiling with it because I'm a, I'm like a little girl, right? Yeah. So. Uh, I pick it up, I go, and I buy it, and the lady, the lady was really nice. She's like, oh, it's like, oh, you're a young and nice to, nice to see you. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> thanks. Let me just buy my drink and leave. <laughs> she she was taking forever, and she was calling me a tiny child, and all the other cashiers started coming over, and they're like, oh, look at you. And I'm like just trying to buy my, it was like buying one of those themed cereals, you know, like like a themed like Flintstones. So I, I get the thing, I go home, and I pour it in a cup, and I try it, and I'm like, 
oh, right, you're supposed to, you know, uh, leave it in the fridge for a while. <laughs> I didn't do that, so I had some warm. Anyway, long story short, it was pretty good. Uh, I actually did like it, so um, there you go. If you're trying, if you want a review on it, there's my review. It's Nico's pretty review. good. Hey, it tastes pretty good with, uh, what did I have with it? I had some, had a club soda with it. I had a, uh, I had a sandwich. Whoa. So, yeah, so if you want a good combination, a nice bologna sandwich with a uh, club soda and Pink Whitney. There you go. I like it. I like it. And that's what happened. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, it. That's it. <laughs> and that's all that's happened. That's all, folks. <laughs> okay, so, um, yeah, anyway, let's get into the hockey stuff, right? That's what they're here for? Maybe I don't, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I'm not sure. <laughs> what are people into nowadays? <laughs> what are these kids into? All right, let's get into it though. So, um, oh yeah. By the way, too, I'm going to be covering the Blackhawks this season with Blackhawk up with the fan sided. So shake my head. Uh, yeah, bad team. shake your head. Bad team. Yeah. I also might be joining their team for their social media coordinator. So watch out for Whoa. that. Not a not a big deal. <laughs> so let's get into it. Um, no lockout. Right? Yes. No lockout. No NHL lockouts. The NHL somehow it's crazy. It, it seems surprising because it is. The NHL has labor peace. They will not be locking out till at least uh, it was like 2022 or something. And they're trying to discuss a future extension out from that. But if they didn't agree, if the NHLPA decided to prolong talks, and they would have potentially locked out in 2021, which would have been the season before Seattle came in, would have been the season after this season. Uh, but we don't have that. We're good. We're all good for a while. Um, and we won't have a lockout for a long, long time, which is one of the best news we've had pretty much ever. Yeah, I remember. So I wasn't really a big. I was just starting to watch hockey back in 2005, so it's whatever. But I remember the 2013 one really well. I was in, I was in high school, and I remember, I remember watching Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Jordan Eberle, and Taylor Hall rip it up in, the, in the lockout. And I was so excited to watch. And Rick Nash had just got traded there too, and to the to the Rangers and I was so excited for everything and then there was a lockout for half the season and that, that was also the season Thomas Vanek got like 42 goals and like something now he got like 30 goals in like 40 games or something nuts uh but yeah I'm glad that there's no gonna there's not gonna be any lockout I mean CBA uh they won't reopen it until September 2022 so we got three more years of hockey yeah so baby so that's pretty good I'm I, I don't think anybody likes lockout, whether it's in hockey or football. Or... Yeah, it's a lose-lose situation for basically everybody. Like, everybody loses. And sure, yeah, you could say the players maybe could get a better deal, but, like, really, everybody loses. It's it's It sucks, and especially in that 2013 yeah. one. Well, I mean, in, in the case for players, if they're trying to get more money, I'm, to- I'm totally up for people getting people getting money, yeah. you know? Like that's just something that I've always been an advocate of. Hey man, go make your money. You you're the one who sits out there and puts your body on the line. Yeah. I think you should go. I think you can get your money to go do it, right? Yeah, but they the NHLPA agreed to continue that, so it seems like the players for the most part were fine with how it is, which I think is fair. I mean, the, while yes, they the salaries aren't as much as the NBA, the NHL, or even the MLB. I think honestly they're paid about what they should be. They maybe should be paid a little bit more, but the salary cap will go up a crazy amount in the next couple of years. That's what it's expected to be at. That's why so many players assign long-term extensions too. Right. I mean, if you're comparing it to other sports, though, like I mean, it's kind of 
it's strange because thinking about it right now. So Miko, we'll talk about this a little bit later. But Miko Ronson then you know signed the big contract, but he his contract you would think would be the highest in you know Colorado's history, right? But but it's only the third highest because Joe Sakic made seventeen million dollars in nineteen ninety seven. <laughs> like like that was that was there's not even a there's not even a seventeen million dollar contract right now in the NHL. I mean, I guess people, we might as well talk about it right now. Get into the contracts because it's it's. Good segue. There, yeah, segue. I'm a poet and I didn't know it. <laughs> I'm a segwayer and I didn't know it. Perfect. <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah. So Mika Rantanen signs this massive contract and nine point two million dollars. Nine point two million dollars. I don't really think that's that bad. Like that's pretty good. You guys like, know my opinion on Miko Rantanen. I'm not going to discuss that. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. right. That's right. <laughs> I forgot. I completely forgot that you hated You know, I don't, I don't hate him as much as I used to. You know, you got to put the eye test into account. I think he's a good player. Not a fantastic player, but a pretty great one. You know, but $9.2 million, Colorado. And Nate McKinnon's out here making like 5.2, man. That's just disgusting. Yeah, but you can't compare those contracts, though. You cannot compare them. Like, yeah, I mean, dude, different players, obviously. Well, they're, they're not. Well, I'm saying that in a fact of where, you know, you can't compare where when Miko or when McKinnon signed his contract and when Rontanen signed his contract. It shows that's a total growth in the league, comparatively speaking, to where each one was. You know what I'm saying? Like, if McKinnon signed his contract right now, twelve million easy, right? So. It's still three million less than what, or three million more than what Miko Ronson would sign. Everybody understands that. So when people sit there and complain or say like, "Oh well, McKinnon's only making that much," well, that's like, Colorado's <laughs> argument, though. That's what they're yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I, I can't. Right, and, I, and I'm just saying, like anybody that's like, I'm not saying your opinion's wrong, but it is. So. Oh well, <laughs> like, there you go. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, but you can't. You can't compare the two. I mean, obviously, I. McKinnon is the driver there, right? And uh, Miko Rantanen is just whether or not you want to say he's like a pilot, he's the second commandeer. Oh, he's of still the ship. born to Colorado. 100%. Yeah, he's still like, but he's definitely not the top guy. While he's getting paid like he's the top guy, he's not. Like the 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 patriarchy there goes still. I think it still goes McKinnon, and then Rantanen. <laughs> And then Landeskog. I think, honestly, so, Landeskog and Ranson are in pretty even playing fields. Both of them. Eh, we can make an argument. That's for a different story. But yeah, there's. It's a big contract, and it still makes, you know, if you want to get into this with Mitch Marner. Like oh, everybody just... boy! The Mitch Marner situation. <sighs> Dude. Kyle Dewis, I... man. People complained about him buckling a William Nylander. I don't know. You kind of buck a little bit to Mitch Barner there. Man, I. So the I, official contract was, what was it, ten point or what was it, um, ten point six or something? Ten point six, yeah, ten point six yeah. nine three, because <laughs> he wanted the nine three. You need his... that extra ninety k, baby. <sighs> I, I mean, it's been talked about to death, but it's just, you know, Mitch Barner signing this contract is just. When and then everybody else signed theirs for a lot less. Yeah, it's like I'm I mean, not. I think Braden Point is a be, is like a, a better player than Mitch Marner, and he gets paid like what, like three, like three million, three million less because Braden Point. 
Send like seven yeah. or something. And anybody that's in there be like, well, the taxes. Like, no, it's definitely that, four million yeah, taxes less. Taxes do just affect saying. things, but not like three million dollars. I know, not three like, million dollars. That's a little bit of a difference, man. <laughs> yes, like he's definitely not getting taxed off a million dollars, man. <laughs> like, oh boy, I'm just. I'm just flabbergasted. Freedom Point, asked, good old, good old hometown kid. Florida, taking the hometown yeah. stuff. Yeah, dude. I don't know what if you're Kyle Dubas and you signed this contract and you did, and now you're, you have Tavares at 11 million. You have Marner 11 million. You have uh, Matthews. I think Matthews is at 10.5, right? Yeah, 11.6. Uh, uh, 11.6, and you got to re-sign Riley in a couple years. That's going to uh, be Der- – and Freddie Anderson in a year. <laughs> Dermot's coming up. Anderson's coming up. You're not going to re-sign Muzzin or Barry, most likely. And then you got to worry about how good is Rasmus Sandin because he's going to make the roster this year, and he only has about two years left on his contract, right? So you got to re-sign him. Lily Grin's going to need a new contract. Um, I, I just don't know what they're going to do. Like, are they just, just going to play Tavares on one line, Matthews on another, Marner on another, and then Nylander on the fourth and just hope for the best with everyone else? Honestly, <laughs> like... Like, that... like, is that what's going to... I maybe play Nylander at defense? Like, like, like <laughs> I don't know if you like, want Nylander at defense, but, you know, like, you got to do know. it. Hey, man, he's getting money. Here's your money. Resign Cody Cece. Let's go. Like, the only thing I could think what they would do is get rid of Babcock and save them... <laughs> you know, sign a guy for two million dollars and put that six million extra that they'll have off of firing Babcock and use it for the regular salary cap. Like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's a crazy contract to think that Mitch Marner is now making that much money compared to his peers, who all seem to have signed for four million less than him. I mean, I feel, I feel like the arguments of paying your high higher. Or you're higher, you're just better players. I think yes, paying your better players is what you should do. You shouldn't be paying. You shouldn't be paying third liners like four or five million dollars. But I think there's two, and there's an extent, and there's kind of a point that you're reaching when you're paying like four different guys top money all for like the next whatever, like five years. That's gonna bite Toronto when they need that depth. I mean, people like to point to other leagues like the NBA, but the NHL isn't the NBA. They can't just put five players out there and hope for the best all game. It's something that'll that Toronto might have to. I mean, Toronto does have depth prospect wise, and they have a lot of great Marlies. So I don't know if they'll be able to run into that problem this year. But as that Matthews contract goes on, the Tavares contract goes on, the William Neal and Marner contract goes on, it'll be uh, it'll kind of make Toronto a little bit stuck in what they can really do. And that sucks for a team that's had so much mobility in the past few years. So this is this is this would be the only argument that I could see people making. So. Marner led the led the Leafs in points with 98 last year, right? And then he also led or 94 the, or something, whatever. 90, 94. He also led Toronto in points in 2017-18 and and the, and this last year. So I mean, that's two years in a row leading this Leafs team in points. So that's something. He signs this big contract. Like, I think in most cases if you lead your team in points, you should get a big contract. That makes sense for a lot of teams, right? Like that, if you like, if Dallas, when Tyler, if say if Tyler Sagan led your team in points for which he has, but you know led your team in points for two straight years, contract year, you're gonna pay him his money because that makes sense. But it's a different mold and it's a different kind of thing. It's like the contract makes sense. I understand it. I understand why. 
Like, I understand that this player scored over 90 points, which is hard to do in the NHL. And he did it on the wing. He did it. He also did it with, with a really good player in John Tavares. I understand that. But you can't... I don't think you could buckle and sign him for this much when when everybody else signed for significantly less. I'm really but, surprised that Kyle Dubas didn't just set a number and say, if you don't sign this, we're just going to trade you. Because I think there's... I, yes, I agree that there probably wasn't like a ton of interest for Mitch Marner, like $10.6 million, but there's going to be some takers... That could potentially get him at that level. I wouldn't have wanted to. That that's that that's what sucks about being a fan of these of these teams and contracts, and being a fan of of players getting money. You know, it's like I really do. I do want Mitch Martin to make as much money as he can, because you never know if let's just say if Radko Gudis comes out one day and just nails him in the, I know it's funny but think about it that's a that's a real that's a real risk that he could just come out one day nail him in the head and then Mitch Marner's done. You know what they should have done? Traded for Radko Gudis. Problem they solved. Problem solved. <laughs> Trade for all the guys that they could. Trade for all the goons could. and put them in the Marlies. <laughs> yes, if, if if they aren't out there, they can't hurt them. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's on another point, the, the Leafs also won't have enough cap space to sign any of the bad bad contracts. Yeah. So, yeah, look at, there's Whoa. a bright side. Yeah. They won't be able to sign s- another Marlowe. Yeah, you can't, you can't sign by a contracts if you don't have money (laughs) (laughs) so there's a thing um what other what other rfa signings do you want to talk about so there was the two winnipeg jet signings patrick lanny and kyle connor oh kyle connor such a great contract huh i think it's a i think it's just uh i think it's a good contract about where he gets though i think he's probably worth about 7.5 there but that contract long term will look amazing in a couple of years. Oh, it's so good. He's such a great player. I'm not sure how much you get to watch him. I mean, uh, but I mean, I watched a fair bit of him in, in Winnipeg. He was one of the players I kind of kept an eye on throughout the year. Yeah, it's like he doesn't do a lot, but he also does but a lot. He he does everything, <laughs> but nothing at the same time. He does nothing but everything <laughs> at the same time. He's so I love those. You know, I like those kind of players. So it's like I love those kind of guys that are just he's essential. Like he's not Hosa, but he plays like a Hosa, right? With he just he's out there stealing pucks, playing great two way play. I love I love there was this goal where he stole I think he stole the puck from uh from one of the Calgary players and they didn't even know he stole it until the puck was <laughs> in the net and he was still skating up the ice like he had the puck and then the you no know, the goal horn went off and he's like what he turns around and then Kyle Connor just wait like smiling at him like oh he's such a great and I think. It, this is gonna sound weird, but you know, I think that's kind of captain material too, man. I mean, you no, know, I know, I know Blake Wheeler is getting up there and he's still getting ninety points. So I'm not gonna say like closing the book on Wheeler, we're done. <laughs> Wheeler's <laughs> retiring. Think, yeah, but you know, with oh well, we could talk about another when Paycheck is gonna retire. Ugh. But there, but there's a, there's just something about the quiet. He's kind of like a Logan Couture, you know, where he just kind quietly does see it. a little. He quietly does a little bit of everything, and. No, what's kind of funny is I could, you could potentially see him maybe moving the center with their lack of depth, <laughs> and I, mean, I don't think I don't think it would be that bad. It like, depends and, because actually today Brian Little was diagnosed with a concussion, so they don't exactly have the greatest options right now. That's what I'm saying. I mean, if you have a guy who's great two way forward already, 
I don't know. I mean, it's worth a shot, right? I mean, I mean, I mean that's maybe something they would experiment with the preseason, but who knows? I know, I know. It's just, it's just a, it's just yeah. a theory. But because I really like this player, and I think he could do anything, including play defense. So we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> he, he could do anything. But, Speaking uh, of two-way players, players, let's talk about Patrick Line, the greatest Dude, defensive forward you. in the league. I told you, I'm the Segway master today. <laughs> So we could have went with Buffalo or went with Liney. So I'm just too good. All right, so let's talk about Liney. Uh, he signs a two-year contract. Bet, bet, bet on me. Bet you, me. Bet, bet, bet on myself. Yeah. Bet on yourself. Bet on yourself. Now bet. Bet on, bet on, bet on you. Bet on me. Bet on me. <laughs> bet, on <laughs> bet, on me bet on me. Bet on me. Self contract. <laughs> yes. So he's betting on himself yes <laughs> so, yes there we go there's words so patrick liney uh the world's weirdest sniper <laughs> yeah is coming to a theaters near you soon a stadium near you yes i don't know what to make of this man dude i just it's a low-risk contract liney i think he'll do better in these two years winnipeg doesn't have the greatest amount of cap space they want to have a little, a little bit of flexibility and having it come off the books i think is good for them i don't think winnipeg was ever going to sign a long-term contract because with their cap situation they could have used all the flexibility and cap they can need and they, they can they muster really i mean it's a low salary contract for what patrick line has accomplished in the nhl but again after that low year i don't think line even expected to get that much even though he was asking for quite a bit i think it's honestly the perfect contract for both player for both sides involved patrick line will be able to prove himself probably as a better goal scorer in these next couple of years in winnipeg gets to save a little bit of cap space which they obviously desperately need has there ever been a player that you've seen where it's like he has such a star talent, but also the whole fan base is like, well, if we trade him, it'll make a difference. <laughs> Honestly, like, you know? I don't know. Like, I've never seen a, I've never seen a more, okay, well, you know. <laughs> like, I, I didn't see one Winnipeg fan out there being like, we really need Line for the long term. I mean, he's you know? the type of player that, I mean, when he's not scoring goals, you don't really need him. Like, that's the thing. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, we're both pretty connected into the hockey, uh, you know, the hockey Twitterverse yeah. and, the, and the hockey universe. Tell me, how many times did you see fans out there being like, oh, we need the sign line eight now? Nope. <laughs> like, not a lot. Not a lot. Like, there was – and it's kind of funny because just maybe two years ago – yeah, it was two years ago. You're, you're having the conversation line eight might be as good as Matthews. I mean, I wasn't having the conversation, but some people were. Right, some people definitely were. And I'm just saying that, like, fast forward two years now, it's like, well, you know, if he doesn't get signed, whatever. <laughs> like, sit, like, go sit and, and burn for all. I can't literally go and burn <laughs> with the SC. And, like, I don't know. It's just, it's just, a, it's just a guy that I don't, that I don't understand why you have no a. A player in line a that just can't play a two-way game i mean you have such great skill you have a huge body big butt you know thick with three c's and i i just i i just want to see more out of him and i think that's what that's what kind of frustrates winnipeg fans because you have a guy like kyle connor and I and I love Kyle Connor, so I'm kind of biased. You have a guy like Kyle Connor who goes up and down the ice, steals pucks, shoots pucks in the net, and also keeps them from going from going in his net. And you have a guy like Patrick Line who skates, and he could he could move fast if he wants to move fast. 
uh, and he, and I think with 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 Line A, you just don't see the effort, and that's what kind of that's what kind of sucks with a player like Line A who has this who has this big body, who has a long stick, who could be he doesn't need to be a world breaker and it's kind of the same thing like if you watch football it's kind of the same thing with like Mitch Trubisky like you don't need him to be amazing but you just need him to do the right things and he could do the right things which is just play a little bit of defense shoot do your offense all you need to do do your offense right and you're gonna get the opportunities but also man just just give a crap in your defensive zone (laughs) yeah (laughs) like that like just give a just give a crap. Like that's all that's all I want to see out of them, and I think that's what Winnipeg fans want to see—just a little bit of give a crapness. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got you got Ellers over there not doing anything. Like, why are you gonna have two guys doing nothing? And like, I don't know. And I know Ellers is a different story, but like with Line A man, if he scores 50, 50 goals this year and still plays like doo doo, like otherwise. I think he's out of Winnipeg within these two years. After his next contract, I think he's gone. Cause I don't, I don't have time for that. I don't think GMs of teams who want to win have time for that. <laughs> and while he may score you fifty goals, he's not going to win you a cup. I don't think the only team that has time for that is the Washington Capitals in two thousand five. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's the whole. That's the whole. I was just thinking about that as I was saying it, but. Like, how many years did it take till Ovi to finally figure it out, right? Like, it took Ovi till, like, what, 2014 to really be like, oh, hey, maybe I should play some defense now. <laughs> like, like, and but not just go into the zone and hit somebody and then leave. You know, it's just, I don't know, maybe, I, I don't know. It's just, he's such a weird guy, and I just don't, it sucks that he's not doing more because I really do like his shot and I really do like his, uh, his attitude and how he, you know, keeps like he'll say some things that are different from other hockey players. He'll be out there, and I wish his personality. I should say I like his personality. It's just it's been negative a lot because there's been a lot of negative around him. So when you if you have a player like him and he ends up doing the right things these next two years, hey, long term contract for him, no doubt. All right, so we're gonna go and segue to the Dustin Bufflin situation perfect segue perfect yeah no that's that's a horrible segue wow that's that's, that's probably wow, how could you do this to me <laughs> yeah well i'm the i am the segue master so, <laughs> the so segue god full, not, just, not just a hockey god a segue god <laughs> yeah okay so dustin bufflin retiring man is he is he done is he done I, I it's definitely leaning towards that way it's not confirmed obviously at this point but winnipeg is spending to get the cap space it's not looking too good i think as the season goes by i think it's gonna get more and more obvious that he's done in that winnipeg situation it's not a healthy one i've discussed this uh in videos before but to me winnipeg just doesn't seem like a healthy environment for young players for old players there was an obvious divide it was reported that there was a divide in the locker room last year and that's i think one of the main reasons why they kind of lowered and lowered in the standings kind of got lowered expectations too and failed versus st louis in the first round it's just kind of a dysfunctional not i wouldn't say a dysfunctional franchise but a dysfunctional situation that winnipeg hasn't really been able to fix at all. I think Dustin Bufflin isn't a reason because of that, but he's a part of the problem there. 
of so many guys just being against each other. I think he just kind of wants to go away from that all. I mean, he's not old. He's older, but he's not like in his 40s or anything. He can still play as he proved last season, but I think this is more of a morale thing. I think this is more of like a, just a mental health thing. He's just contemplating if he wants to go back to that situation, which right now I don't think he wants to, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah, I mean, you look at, I would think this started from December last year on. Like, I mean, I mean, you know all the all the charts that you see. I mean, the X goals differential, them being one of the top teams at the beginning of the new year in 2019 to all the way being the bottom of the league. <laughs> I mean, bottom of playoff teams and then heading into that playoff and just getting worked by the St. Louis Blues. Like... And all those issues that you mentioned before is all adding up. It just doesn't seem like it's fun to play there. It didn't seem like it was fun for anybody. Line A situation happened. I think the only player that that looked like they were having fun was like Kyle Connor. Yeah, basically. He was the only one <laughs> like, smiling that whole year. Like a Truba want that whole thing with Truba not wanting to play there, signing one year contracts, you know, him sign him getting a, playing his butt off last year, but then also letting everybody know, Hey, I'm not signing here. <laughs> like that that whole thing happening I mean Maurice signed a long term contract but also you like same thing goes with Liney Liney go overseas talking crap about he went know, to freaking Switzerland he went to Switzerland and was talking crap about Brian Little and like his own amazing. teammate he also he also said that he said sorry too so that's a thing um, but at the same time like dude really <laughs> Like, you're over there talking crap about your own teammate. It's just a lot of stuff, and it kind of it kind of goes back to, you know, it's just a different type of players now. I mean, back in the day, Bufflin threw Evander Kane's tracksuit in the shower, <laughs> and then he was traded, and then that was a leadership group, right? Like, it's just hard, you know, like, you're there, you're here to play, and that's just what it is. No nonsense. But how much nonsense has taken over that Winnipeg Jets locker room in the last couple of years? Lion A playing Fortnite, <laughs> like Fortnite. your best, your best player, not wanting the your one of your best young defensemen, not wanting to play there, but and then complaining about it constantly, like. Ugh. There's just a lot of nonsense that happened there, and I feel like it's one of those things where you're in a. Imagine you're at you're at your work, and I've had this happen to me. You're in your work, all your friends are chilling with you, right? And then slowly but surely, one of your friends leaves, another one of your friends leaves. Your manager changes, and it slowly just becomes the place that you used to love is just not the same anymore. And you know you have a contract that still is keeping you there for a little bit. It just seems like, why am I gonna try? And Buffalo is one of those guys who, if he's not in it emotionally, he's not gonna be in it at all. If you're either going full send or you're not doing it, and I respect that. I respect it out of the guy. If he's gonna sit out and say, hey, I'm just gonna retire because I'm just not feeling it, and I and I want to give the Winnipeg Jets my 100 percent, and if I can't, I'm not doing it right. And I respect that completely. And while it's not totally fair that he's going to retire, and I Winnipeg Jack fans are like, what the heck, man? Just suck it up. You signed the contract. It's like, would you really want a 50% Bufflin playing on your team versus, like, you know, having nothing? I don't think I would. I don't think I want just a 260-pound man playing half speed. <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you have Erica Branson out there, basically. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. That That's my take on it. It's just, it sucks, but, dude, Winnipeg has slowly went from one of the top teams to just 
I don't know where they could be this this season. They've got some big issues. I feel most bad for Kevin Shevelday off because he's assembled a pre- he assembled a pretty good roster that just kind of crumbled in front of him, and it sucks to see. Honestly, they had so many great players back in like 2018, but I I start I started to see some of the rifts and crumbles in that team last season. They're a team that I just predicted to make the playoffs, but I'm honestly not sure on that prediction anymore. I think they could do crazy or stuff or they could just be one of the lottery teams like they're gonna be super fascinating and honestly unpredictable it's, it's gonna i be think crazy. He, i i know i already kind of said this but i think you had a no-nonsense kind of group with paul maurice being that guy and it seems like he kind of lost the locker room and then as soon as that kind of happened it's like the leadership in there like blake wheeler is like whatever blake wheeler and shifley are kind of doing their own thing and then you know line a has his own little group and then that whole thing with Truba and Eller's not playing good. And the only guy that is going to move up now is Matthew Perot. Matthew Perot is the only center that's going to move up the second line. Matthew Perot. I mean, he's a great defensive guy, but... Yeah. Uh, but still, you don't want him to be your second line center. <laughs> that's like fast. So. That's like that's like Fasca playing second line. You like you know he's good. He's cap- <laughs> he, He's capable. I mean, that's pretty but- much what it's been... For the past yeah. few years, but but do you want it? No. Nah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> like you understand? Yeah, he's all right. I guess. Yeah, you know. But Matthew Pro is like he has pretty good possession stats, but you don't want him up there. <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's it's a hard it's a hard thing with Winnipeg, uh, and it all it all kind of depends on if everyone comes together. Maybe maybe Buffalo comes back halfway through the season. He's like a free agent pickup or something, you know, or. Like we'll see what happens with with, with Winnipeg though. Um, let's do you want to go over some more RFA signings then? Sure. Let's let's go and wrap around to Miko Rantanen and his con. Or did we, yeah, we already talked about him. I'm stupid. Talked about Sorry. Miko Rantanen, right? No problem. Yeah. Um, already, we already kind of touched on the Braden point. I want to say that's a fantastic contract as a Tampa Bay Lightning fan. Mm, beautiful, beautiful. Honestly, that's just <sighs> <Yeah>. so good. <laughs> it's just so amazing. Yeah, those are those are really. Like that contract is so good. When it's I saw so amazing. It, oh my god. When I when I saw it get signed, I, at first I was like, of course. You know. So I kinda went through the stages of, of grief, right? Um the seven stages of uh grief. At first <laughs> I like at, at first I was like I was angry. Yeah. I uh, I didn't wanna I didn't wanna believe it. And I was like, Okay. And then I kinda got depressed. Because <laughs> I was like, cause I was like, Oh man, Mitch Marner, man. What the heck? And then I went to the bargaining part, you know, and I was like, well, maybe, maybe if if I trade, if you could trade him, four point, maybe. <laughs> and then it went to like some denial about who's ever gonna make it again. And then I kind of, and then I kind of accepted it. So, um, so I mean, that's not seven stages, that's five. But uh, you understand what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, like honestly, I kind of expected it. As a Tampa Atlantic fan, again, I, I just so many good things happen besides you know winning a Stanley Cup, but that kind of contract, it was it's just perfectly Tampa. It's so good, so amazing. I can't complain. So about good. It. Matthew Chuck signing a signing a three year oh, deal, yeah. twenty one million. Forgot about that contract. I mean, that's I think it's kind of in line with the Kyle Connor uh, contract. I think it's a good one. It's not 
amazing. It's not bad, but I think it's kind of right down the middle. But Matthew Kachuk just provides so much. Free. Like while I don't think he's this amazing top five player, he just provides so much valuable for Calgary in so many ways for just offensively, defensively, and being under the skin of practically every single player he touches, man. It's almost insane. I'm, I mean, I've loved Matthew Kachuk ever since day one. He's been one of those players that I'm like, okay, I have to hate him, right? But I love him. It's just one of those one of those things. But he's just been so good for Calgary. I think it's a decent contract. Again, it's kind of the same line, though it is a shorter-term contract than the Kyle Connor one. I think it's a solid contract. And after that, Matthew Kachuk likely will get paid quite a bit. True that. Uh, we also have Timo Meyer sign his contract. That was a little bit before, but uh, four years, $24 million. That's going to be a great contract. I love Timo Meyer as well. It's already Brock a Be- steal. <laughs> Hell yeah. Brian, uh, Brian, Brian, Brian Besser. Besser. <laughs> Brock Besser. <laughs> BB signed a three year contract. We'll see. We'll see. I am, I'm a Brock Besser supporter. I love Brock Besser. I just hope he stays healthy. Yeah, health and that will seemed, be the big thing on that contract. I mean, it's and, not like, it's shorter term, so that definitely helps. And I think that was one of the. And it's also the least amount of money out of all these deals. If you notice, like he's signing a seventeen million dollar contract for the three years. Uh, it's just if you sign, I think that was more. I think the Canucks were like, we could sign you to a long term contract, but but no. you know. Like he do, he doesn't have great foot speed, but he does shoot the puck really well, and he's one of, he's one of the better young players in the league. But there's but the but is that he can't stay healthy, and if he can stay healthy, then watch for another watch for a big contract. I hope that's what happens with him. I hope he stays healthy. I hope he scores forty, and I hope he gets a big contract. Another one was uh, Travis Konecki, 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 Konecki. It's Konecki. That was close. Konecki. Whatever. We'll, we'll go with that one. You, you know how to say <laughs> words better than I do. You know how to say words. Flyer, six years, $33 million. He is also one of my favorite players. Amazing, I think you would, amazing. You appreciate contract. his. Like, if you love, if you like Matthew uh, Tchuk. Yeah. I've been a big look. fan of. I think I became an official Konecki fanboy in the um, stadium series versus Pittsburgh, where yeah. he was just chirping everybody. And it was so amazing, too. Like, this was original content. He came up with this, and it was perfect for the Penguins. And it worked. The Flyers won. He got into their skin. And I think it's amazing. It was sad to see him go right into, like, the last week of the season because I thought that was going to be a contract to be signed pretty early but i like that contract for both philadelphia and connectly i think it's a great deal for both of them striking on a deal he's gonna be a guy that's gonna be worth like eight million dollars down the line i think he's a great offensive player with tons of skill the points don't show him as this elite player but he just drives play he's fantastic in that department and again like matthew kuchuk just is so valuable in everything else just getting on their skin he's practically a master at that Oh, yeah. Uh, we go to the defenseman really quick. Zach Wierenski, three years, $15 million. Great contract. Uh, Ivan Provorov also with the Flyers, six years, $40.5 $40. million. That's going to be one of the most interesting ones. I mean, he had a down year, but... I don't think he lives up to it. I don't think so. Yeah, he had a down year. It wasn't It wasn't great. It was reported that he was injured. He suffered some illnesses. It was just not a good year for him or Philly. But that defense, if he can't get that back to form, man, I don't know. I don't think I've always – and I like Ivan Provorov. I wish he plays heavier. It's just he doesn't – he's kind of – I don't know how to explain it. You ever he's, watch a guy 
you ever watch a guy and you're like, you could play, you could play a little bit heavier than that, man. Like I, you could definitely I, go out and hit players, but it seems like you're hesitant to sometimes, and that leads to, to me, off-man rushes. Yeah, to me, he's kind of like a bet. He's like a much better Raz with just the lineman, but he's kind of having yeah. the same frustrations. Like you yeah. can't, you can do a lot more than that, man. That's what I was. I couldn't think of of his name, but I was just about to say him too. It just, it just seems like his. Um, you know, his positioning is always sometimes a little off, like his spacing on the boards when they come into the zone. It seems like he just doesn't know how to get set sometimes. You know, you ever watch, again, it's like you're watching him and you're like, you're a big, you're a big dude. I, I, let me, let me see. I think he's six foot four, but I'm gonna look it up really quick. But he's just, he just plays like a, like he plays smaller than what he is. And it's a little, he's six foot one. I know it doesn't seem huge, but he, he's wide. Like he's a wide man. <laughs> And it's and he's heavy, and I just don't get why he doesn't you know do a little bit more. And I think this contract is long term. I think he's gonna be okay, but I don't think he's gonna be this big player that they thought that he was going to be originally, which kind of sucks. It kind of sucks, but I mean, you know, sometimes they don't just all just don't pan out. But I mean, six years, forty million dollars—that's still a lot of money. And we'll see where he ends up at the end of it. Uh, Charlie McAvoy signs for the Bruins three years. That's great a great deal. deal. Yeah, fantastic deal. Um, and then there's a couple other contracts too. Obviously, Thomas Shabbat signing eight year or seven years, um, eight million dollars. Another that's great, a great year, man. Great deal. Yeah, that's that uh, Ottawa. Ottawa doing that, huh? That's, Look at Ottawa. Honestly, that was the most crazy part about it. Like Ottawa signing a long term deal, man. It's like you gotta be, you gotta be. Eric Carlson do that, but even then, Eric Carlson yep. got traded. Okay, here's a contract that, that I kind of want to talk about. What do you think about Clayton Keller signing his? That was one of the most fascinating ones. To me, it's a very, very bad contract. It's not good. I do you really not like it that I'll much? Ex- I'll explain why. It's not a, I wouldn't say it's a, like, Arizona's worst contract, but for what Clayton Keller brings, I, I don't think he's worth that whatsoever. The thing is with Keller is that he's, I'm, I would say he's again kind of like. Well, let's say the contract line. really quick. The yeah, contract, the contract's eight year, eight year contract extension with an average salary of seven point uh, one five. Now the thing is, the talent level is there. I would say, like we were mentioning, he's kind of like a pro Varov of forwards, where he is just frustratingly inconsistent. He has the talent, and you can see it every single game, but he just can't seem to put it all together. He led Arizona in points, yes, but. I felt like there was a lot more left in the tank that he just wasn't able to complete. Now, again, he's only played a couple years in the NHL, so who knows if that's the norm when it comes to him, but Arizona has made some lengthy bets recently. Guys like Dvorak, Nick Schmaltz, now with guys like Keller. And if you're going to pay, if you're Arizona, if you're going to pay anyone, I guess it would be Clayton Keller. But even then, I think it's a risk that, while it could pay off if he reaches his full talents right now as he's played and how he's played in his NHL player, it just doesn't seem worth the risk to me. Okay, so I um, last year everybody was injured on on the Arizona Coyotes, right? Everybody and the mother was injured, and my argument originally was, well, everyone's injured, so he had an off season, and the play of the Arizona Coyotes dipped. But the other thing about that was they dipped because his play was really bad. Yeah, he just the inconsistency again, like a guy like Pov Robert Ristolainen, the inconsistency was unbearable. Like he'd go in a week, 
he would look like one of the best players from the 2015 draft and then he or 2016 whatever either way he was just a guy that was just a frustrating player i'm okay, hoping that but, changes but also right now when he was playing with with uh nick schmaltz they had really good chemistry and i think i think they scored like I think Nick Schmaltz had 17 points, and all 17 were assisted or scored by with Keller. <laughs> and now you're going to add Phil Kessel, and it looks like Keller, Schmaltz, and Kessel are going to be aligned. Yeah, I'm like, not with, saying it's officially a bad contract. I'm just saying from what we've seen so far. I think he up. could be a player. Like, this is my thing with him. I, I, Everything you're saying I agree with. I also think that Keller can just be a player where it's like, hey, man, just just give Kessel the puck for three years. Let <laughs> it work out. You'll score about 65, 70 points, and that contract looks pretty decent. You know, maybe you know, four, four out of the six years. Or maybe he just learns to be a better player. He's young enough, too, and it's a weird contract because I, I like Clayton Keller. I like a great American player coming up. Um I just, you know, I just, I just want to see him do it with a with a good star player, and we'll see what happens with a star player because Kessel can get you eighty to ninety points, and we'll see if if that will, um, what's the word I'm looking for, will enhance enhance Keller's play. Whoa, you know, like there's a big word, enhance, <laughs> <laughs> and maybe maybe that'll be a thing too. I mean, there's. That's just one of the contracts that I that I saw that was like, eh, you know. Um, also, uh, Andre Vasilevsky signed a uh, signed a big contract extension yes, as well. Did. So, yeah. what, what, you're a Lightning fan, so what do you think? Okay, so I I don't know. I think we might. I'm not sure if we talked about this, but so Andre Vasilevsky, as I said before, is um, a goaltender who looks to be one of the best goalies in the league, but is a little bit short than that. I think he's around maybe the sixth. Best NHL goalie area, uh, but man, is he getting overrated? He shouldn't have won the best trophy last season. Didn't he only won that really because of wins? I mean, he didn't even have the greatest save percentage. It just was because he won a lot of games. And Vasilevsky is the guy that again, if you just watch the games and go by the uh, great saves that he makes, again looks fantastic. But you gotta look into how many bad goals he gave gave up for every fantastic save he would give up he gave up a low danger chance that was just grueling and i i think when it comes to vasileski there's talent in there to actually be the best goal in the league but i don't see that but that's why i think the the contract could be better than it is for tampa it's not going to be an easy one to take with guys like brand point who will probably need to be re-signed in three years it's a contract that i think is meh right now but can get better all right yeah that's uh I don't watch him a lot, so I don't know. I'm doing a I'm doing a piece right now about, you know, who I think's gonna win the Vesna, and like if I I kind of agree with everything you said. Like you're looking at his save percentage is, you know, it's a career best for him last season with a 9.25, but then also you're looking at his wins record was like 39-10-1, and, and I'm like <laughs> it was insane. And I'm, and I'm like also though. Louis Domingue, who was who was just waived, by the way, uh, went twenty one five and one, so or twenty five and five and zero. Oh. So you take that what you want. Is it is it is it the team in front of him that makes him good? Is he good because of the team? Or I think does he make the team. Like I, it's also you have a Art Ross and a Vezna and a former Norris Trophy winner on the team too. So you make you want to. I don't know. It's it's. Hey man, the whole team's good. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the. I don't know what else you could say about that. But uh, moving on though, so those are the contracts and also. So let's we're just get catch- into the trade of Justin Falk. 
That's going to be loud. Yes, let's go. So St. Louis makes a, a, not to say a shocking trade, but it's a trade for Justin, or I said Jake Fultz. Justin Schultz. <laughs> Justin, uh, Justin Schultz. What am I saying now? I'm saying Justin Schultz was trade. Justin Falk. <laughs> Man, these names, dude. They got all these dudes in the stop having the same first name. <laughs> They're all Justin. They're all Justin to me. So, yeah, just, Justin Falk got traded, and he moves from the Carolina Hurricanes. This was the most... This is one of those trades where it's like, okay, so that's where that's when it happened. <laughs> you know? Like everyone knew he was getting traded. They just didn't know when, they didn't know where, and they didn't know for how much cuz I for sure didn't think that he was they were going to get a lot for him. Uh I didn't think that they were going to sign if he does sign it when he did sign his extension, I didn't think he was going to get that much for that long. Yeah, that extension was <laughs> that extension was hilarious. So, honestly, this trade it was I think it was one that St. Louis uh, was trending towards making. I think honestly, though, if I had to give a winner, it would be Carolina. But I think it was good for St. Louis in the now. But signing that extension, that, oh my gosh, that extension was not good. It was like seven years at like 6.7 or something. It was yeah. insane. Now, watching Carolina, especially a lot in the past couple of years, I like Justin Falk as a person, but the guy on the ice is not worth that money. And especially that term, a guy who hasn't been injured too much, but has some tendencies where he could potentially get injured a little bit more. He's a guy that just doesn't play defense. Like, he just doesn't do that. It's not his thing. He scores points, but he's just not that. I think he's kind of... He, I, I, we're matching a lot of Rasmus Dalinan on this on this podcast, but he's kind of uh, like that, where so he bad. scores points, but the defense <laughs> is just, you don't want to watch it. And I think for St. Louis fans, they'll recognize that. Hopefully, I mean, they trade a guy that would have been a good partner alongside a guy, a guy like Joel Edmondson, who's a solid defensive guy. I don't know how St. Louis is going to pair that. Maybe they pair him with a guy like... Um, a guy like Pareko, who's fantastic defensively. But I think if you're looking for offense, St. Louis, this is a great move for them. Bolsters their defense, especially offensively on the power play, too. But you're going to want him on the penalty kill or even on even strength defensively. No, it just didn't yeah. make sense to me. It's like, I don't know why you would. I don't know why you move for him. I don't know what the desire to move him. And, and then, especially and Edmondson, then, who's solid for them. Yeah, well, make a move and then extend him. It's like, that's just. That that kind of confuses me, you know. I'm not sure. Did did Folk have a no trade or something like, and he gave him a list? Uh, I think he had a no partial no trade clause. I think he that there was a trade to Anaheim, and he didn't want to sign an extension there. That was one of the main reasons why that trade didn't go through. It would have been Andre Kasha for for Justin Falk, which would have been insane for Carolina. Yeah, yeah, man. I don't know why Falk wouldn't want to go to Anaheim. I mean, Anaheim's <laughs> decent. I mean, that's like, I mean, I don't talking team wise. Okay, meh. But I mean, like places to go live and stay like eh. i live in anaheim I yeah i i live in anaheim over st louis i'm just saying yeah i'm not saying like hey i'm gonna go sign a big contract with st louis go win a cup but hey go sign a big contract with anaheim and chill on the beach for a couple years hey, how you doing <laughs> um so i don't know it's 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 not a huge trade but it's just a trade that kind of we're both like, oh, I guess. Like, okay. Yeah. I mean, I saw a lot of St. Louis fans saying, oh, we're winning the cup back-to-back because of this trade. And I'm like, no, you're not. No, you're not. I mean, at least he's not sitting out like some players, you know? Yeah. Like a player that maybe went to the mountains to get some snow. 
Honestly, and though, with Carolina, I, I like I really do like the return there, especially you since missed fall. My com- you missed my my complete segue. Oh, that was oh. a perfect segue. You know, well, like, fine, like, fine. I'll say would... that I'll, I'll say that Carolina Bach is a great prospect, and Edmonton is solid for them. There, go. It's like some player, like not like Falk, went to the mountains and got some snow, and came back and acted like he didn't get snow. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Okay. You know? <laughs> okay, I'll just okay. If, okay, Evgeny Kuznetsov, that's what's happening. Oh, that, that, I was, I was saying, where are you going with this? All that's right. what that's what I was saying. Like, I, he, Evgeny Kuznetsov is suspended for three games <laughs> for cocaine. So, <laughs> for <I'll>... snow. Because, <laughs> wow, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> so, this story was fascinating. I was in a hotel. I was in Utah. <laughs> I, I was, was also doing cocaine. Whoa. <laughs> Great story. I was also doing it. <laughs> you start the story off. I was in a hotel in Utah also, <laughs> doing, also doing cocaine when so, I heard this story. No, I was not. <laughs> I was not, all right? I want to make it clear. In quotations, not. Eating, it was eating hotel breakfast outside in a nice okay. little patio area. It did not include any baby powder, nothing like that. <laughs> um, but I was chewing on some bacon, had a cookie, <laughs> and then it was announced that he got suspended by the IHF four years and suspended by the NHL three or three games a few days later. And I don't know, I'm not, I haven't I haven't really filled myself in on that situation with the NHL, and I know a lot about how the IHF went with it. But Nico, you can probably talk a lot more about it. Yeah, I mean, dude, you, I I think the suspension for him is just. It's kind of BS. That, yeah, it was that kind of the... unneeded. Like, he already got suspended by the IHF. He already went into, No, like, no, teaching. I disagree with you completely. <laughs> I was going with, I think that this is, if Nate Schmidt gets gets suspended for 20 games for having less than a three-fourths whatever measurement of, of a substance that he didn't even consume, and it was just through food or something, and Evgeny Kuznetsov literally had video evidence where he lied to his GM about him, or about his whole team, about him doing that, and to the IH, and gets suspended by the IH, whatever, I can't say that. that IIHF. Yeah, that thing, he gets suspended by them, and then he comes to the team, they find out through third-hand, uh, you know, stories about it, and he only gets suspended for three games? What? Does that, does that, how does that, how does that make sense? How would you not want him to get suspended for more? The thing is, I think the the way of suspending him, I don't think that really fixes the problem. I think fixing the problem is by giving him discipline in the way that he should be learning. He should go to like rehab, he should do that. I think he already did that. I think he served that before the IHF even suspended him. I think the NHL shouldn't, I, I wouldn't say shouldn't suspend him, but not suspend him, like, a whole 20 games or I'm something I'm not like saying, that. I'm not, and I'm not saying, like, shun him. I'm saying, like, yo, make sure he goes, he does community service. Make sure he does a lot of yeah, things I that... Yeah, I think the focus should be on him actually changing instead of just suspending him and calling it a day. That's yeah, I mean, I just don't think three games, I, but it's like, okay, I just got suspended. To anybody else, think of it this way, to anybody else who is doing this kind of thing, oh, well, I just got suspended three games, whatever. <laughs> like three, like it's three games, <laughs> that's not a big deal. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it just doesn't seem like it's, what? <laughs> I, you know what I'm saying? I don't I, know. I think the thing is, is that if we actually got a list of every player that actually did 
cocaine at, at like some point in their careers in hockey, I think we would have a lot of suspensions coming up. I think it's just because of that video that we see the suspension. But no, I, no doubt. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not dumb. I know that 100 <laughs> percent that, that 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 that's happening. But I'm just saying, if you get caught with it, like you should get. Uh, there should be a bigger, you know, uh, disciplinary thing that happens for it. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like they did anything, and they're just kind of like, well, whatever. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, was, like, it was kind of all of a sudden, too, because I felt like they waited a couple of weeks for that, too. It was just kind of a weird situation. Right. Well, I mean, it's it's kind of – he has – whatever. He, he dealt with a white substance that could be found either in snow or somewhere else. But thinking of snow, speaking of snow and mountains, yeah, segue – Avalanche. <laughs> what are you? Ta- I thought we were talking about the Florida Panthers. Oh well, snow same thing. Whatever. Really? Snow in the snow in the mountains. Florida Panthers. Either one. <laughs> the connection is there. Whatever. All right, take it. Whichever one you want. The Colorado Avalanche. I'm kidding, by the way. Okay, so Colorado Avalanche. Is this everybody's pick now? Everybody wants the Colorado Apparently, Avalanche. Apparently, everybody is picking the Colorado Avalanche to win the Stanley Cup. Besides all the uh, riders that picked the Stanley Cup champions to be the Tampa Bay Lightning. So. Yeah, or is it like, well, we all kind of want Tampa, but at the same time, eh, you know, Colorado, Colorado, it's Colorado, it looks pretty good, Pur- purple uniforms, uh, yeah, McKinnon, uh, yeah, Ranton, Landeskoga looks pretty good, but car, he can drive. <laughs> Honestly, like, that's the main thing, like, I can't see how a team that'll have Kale McCarr, who is a rookie as their number one defenseman, and goaltending starter, Philip Root, Grubauer make the not like just go that far in the playoffs. I see Colorado, yes, winning a division, but they're the type of team that can win a division and just fall flat and on their face in the playoffs. I like I I like Colorado. Uh, I don't know, like it's it's just not. I just don't think with Samuel Gerard, Eric Johnson, uh. What's his name? Kale McCarr, uh, <laughs> Nikita Zadorov, 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 and whoever two depth defensemen like Mark Barbario. Yeah, Bar- Bar- Mark Barbario <laughs> is gonna is gonna be your your Stanley Cup defending defense. Really? Like, do you really think just having adding? I know they added Kadri, um, and they got rid of Kerfoot, so. Is that offense that was that didn't have a lot of depth last season just magically going to have depth? I mean, Burkowski's good, I guess. No, it depends, man. I don't think so. I don't think he. I think he's a bust. But there's, is there really any difference there? No, I I, I think there's difference in how Top they skill? take step forward. Honestly, I feel like that goaltending will stick. Take. I feel like they'll take step forwards in the regular season. But again, I don't see that happening in the playoffs. I just don't think that ever. I think everyone should cool the brakes on the on the <laughs> Colorado Avalanche because they're going to be in for a. It's an eighty-two game season, and I think at some point you're going to see the Avalanche fall off. And did you just like, say cool the brakes? Cool. I did. It's cool. Cold in Colorado. Okay. Yeah, it's also cold in Edmonton. Because, you know, they're not claiming anybody off the hot waiver the wire. The segue! Wow! He does it again, folks. He does it again. Wow. He does so, it again. I'm, I'm so good. He is on a roll here today. This girl is on fire. This girl is on fire. Everybody everybody that's here so far. Also, by the way, if you're wondering why we talk about all this, we're just catching everyone up on the season. Yeah. So it's just going through everything and kind of, you know, where everybody's at. 
because I mean, yeah. this is this is a this is a big season. <laughs> so so I'm let's get into a big season for the Oilers though. Um, let's talk about the lines that they had at practice. That was okay. So their first line, right? Yurko, McDavid, Neil. Beautiful. Beautiful. Second line. Nygaard, Dreisaitl, Cassian. By the way, Jericho and Nygaard have never played an NHL, or didn't play an NHL game last year. Yep. Uh, third line. Granlin, R&H, Chason. Third line. Uh, Juju Kyra, Kura. Um, Shahan. I love Shahan. He's one of my favorite players. And uh, Archibald. Beautiful. <laughs> okay, so... Um, that's a thing. So that's their lines that they have. Those are those are NHL lines. And then we go to the players who they skipped out on on waivers. Yes, let's go to the wave. So let's go to the to the waivers now, right? Um, if they picked up all these players, and I'm not saying that this is gonna this is a a winning formula, but let's compare. First line, Barchisi, McDavid, Hosang, better than better than the first line with Jerko and Neil. I would say so. Uh, Gudoblin, Gudoblin, uh, Dryside on Sprong. I think that, that's better than be, Nygaard. That would be that would be nasty offensively. Third line: uh, Agostino, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Patan. I think Patan's a third line player. On uh, Edmonton, yeah. Yeah, Agostino, meh. Uh, Wilson, Shahan, Lazar, third, fourth line. Okay. That's not. That's not as bad. <laughs> I think having if you take out if you take out uh, Agostino, you put in uh, I think you put in Cassie in there. Um, you put Chase on on the third line, or you put Chase on on third line possibly, um, and you switch out a couple guys for the fourth line. I think I think taking all those guys off a of waiver. I don't think Kosang is a top line forward. I don't think he, I don't think he's an NHL player. So it's still a lot better than I think you could fit Neil. I think you could keep Neil up there. Um, and just have McDavid, Neal, and Barchisi. I think that's a good. I think it's a good lineup. But uh, just how I just <laughs> why wouldn't you pick up any guy? Why wouldn't you pick up Barchisi? It's well, he has a big contract. Yes, Edmonton probably couldn't afford him with what they have right now. But like guys like Sprong, man, that is like the perfect player for a guy like Drysaddle to center a line, man. That's who they like. Guys like that on their low deals, like Sprong, Goldobin, like those should have been easy money. And nobody, not even just Edmonton, nobody picked them up. Nobody. I just want to say that Parcheesi will will make three point seven million dollars this year, and then two point four the next year for two years left. I think they could have fit that under the cap. I mean, Edmonton doesn't have a lot of cap space, but that if you get him a two point four, I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I I just. He's a twenty goal, twenty goal, maybe forty-five, fifty-point guy. When healthy, and I think Gudolbin just wasn't getting the opportunities with the Canucks enough to where, on a consistent basis, I think that he could possibly fit in there as a lineup too. And third line, I think he's better than the majority of the third line guys. <laughs> uh, what is what are, they, what are the what are the Oilers doing? Why? I don't know. They're just well, <laughs> they are given. They are literally given on a plate better options, and they aren't taking them. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> I just, like, I don't know. I don't like, know. Like, it's just, uh, 
I don't have words for what we the Oilers do. We are trying to explain it as we speak, and we cannot. I don't have words for what the Oilers do sometimes, man. Like, they, they, they do want to win, right? I don't think so. No. Taken. <laughs> like, uh, you do want to have a winning formula. I mean, they got rid of Gagne. I love Sam Gagne, too. I've met him a couple times. I, I, I feel bad for the guy. Um, I wish he made. I wish he made the play. I wish he made the team, and that's unfortunate he didn't. <coughs> um, but but for real, nobody getting picked up off of waivers. Is is there something wrong with these guys too? I mean, I know they were there was, dropped. There was Carl Gaw- or yeah, there was Carl. Um, what's his name from Chicago, and then Eric Comrie was taken by Arizona. But none of the guys that you'd expect, like Berchi, Sprong, Goldobin. Like, out of those guys, I'm most surprised that a guy like um that a guy like Sprong wasn't taken. I mean he was traded from to Anaheim, but he had a solid stint there and even a guy like Goldobin, like on a team that can manage him well, he's like a potential forty point guy. <sighs> Oh, I just I don't even want to talk about this. This what is what is Jim Benning doing too? By the way, getting rid oh of. Oh my gosh! I know, dude. Tim Schaller saying on the team. So Erickson. his direct quote was that he did not want more skilled players because he already had enough skilled players on the lineup. Uh, think of think of that like that uh, SpongeBob meme where it's like the letters are up and down, like lowercase, uppercase. Too yeah. much skill. <laughs> like. Really, dude? <laughs> you have too much skill? Your team finished, like, bottom ten. You're saying you don't have enough skill. <laughs> team is, no, your team is too skilled yeah, for these. Yeah, yeah. For these. too skilled. Too skilled, too, man. They're too good. Too skilled, too peck. Too peck, too skill. <laughs> There's too, too much. Too skill. Too skill, too peck with, with, with this team. <laughs> skill too bad. Skill too bad. I can't. Title of the podcast. <laughs> skill too bad. Why? Why? This is another why. What do you mean you're too? Did he like? Did he wake up in the morning and is like, you know what? Uh, I I know what I'm gonna tell him. <laughs> I know I know what's gonna sound good. Our team is you have too much too, skill. Too much skill. That's reassuring to the fans that you know what you're doing. So Brandon, so Sutter, too much skill. Yes. Um, Schaller, Erickson, Schaller, too much, too, too much, much skill. Too much skill. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, My- Tyler Myers, too much skill. <laughs> Man, if, it, if if the Vancouver Canucks were a team that just drafted, they'd be a great team. Oh, but, but they, they have too don't. much skill. They got too much skill. <laughs> they right have too much skill. <laughs> too much skill. Who needs to? Uh, who needs to sign good free agent contracts? Not us, because we are the Vancouver Canucks. Not us. Okay, uh, so we're finished with that. Um, let's go with, uh, I know we kind of mentioned it on our, maybe we didn't get to talk about it, Paul Fenton getting Paul fired Fenton, from the Minnesota man, Wild after, after one wild year. Yeah. <laughs> after one wild year. <laughs> oh my gosh. You like that? You like that? I didn't even no. mean to, I didn't even mean to do it. I didn't mean to do it. I said it and I didn't even mean to do it. Um Ooh, after one stop. after one wild year with the Minnesota Wild, Paul Fenton is gone. <sighs> uh, he was one of the he I'm sad he isn't the GM mostly because he was one of the running jokes in this podcast. Too bad we won't get to nag on him every single day. But hey, too we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it this week still. Yeah, I was I'm, I was kind of disappointed that, that it didn't last longer because I really don't like the Minnesota Wild. <laughs> I'm kind of disappointed it didn't ruin the Minnesota Wild more. You should have traded Kaprasov. Yeah, they should have tra- uh, traded like everybody. 
they should have traded Dumba to the Leafs for like yeah Spurgeon and Dumba to the Leafs for yes um, for nothing Cody CC yes Cody CC and <laughs> um who else is bad and Spezza <laughs> hey Spezza can be okay for Toronto, yeah okay maybe. whatever no he's not he's playing I, wing he's only gonna play oh, like twenty games wing oh no yeah right. so. Uh, this will be. Let's say something good about Fenton, though. Let's 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 change it up. Instead of us saying something bad about Fenton, let's say something good. Um, um he has uh, nice suits. He's good yes. suits. There's good suits. I I I like his glasses. Glasses. He does have good frames. Thick yes. frames. Some yes. people people who have thick frames seem smarter, right? Yes. So, yeah. Definitely. So if so if you have. Thick frames. That means Kyle Dubis, exactly. Kyle, Kyle Dubis, uh, sometimes Babcock. Yeah. Babcock sometimes has thick frames. Barry Trotz, a thick frame yeah, kind of guy. Exactly. Um, who else is up? Oh, Paul Maurice. Paul Maurice. Sean Avery, one of those Sean. years. Yeah, he wore, <laughs> he wore glasses one time. Uh, yeah, so there's something good about Paul Fenton. There's a change. That's a switch up. So uh, we hope Paul Fenton uh, gets a job somewhere. So. Please, Emerson Oilers, you know what you need to do. Yes, hire Paul Fenton so <laughs> so you can do more things good, and we can compliment him more. Uh, yes. so, so we talked about a little bit about earlier with the Maple Leafs. Let's just go back there really quick with Austin Matthews doing that, the bad, oh the bad boy. thing. What is... What 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 are you... <laughs> <laughs> he ruined the captainship. He, he is not getting the captain see now because of that whole situation yeah, if, if you I don't know what it, if you don't know what it is go look it up we're not gonna spend a lot of time for on the it. one person who doesn't know what it is yeah he essentially scared a uh a, a veteran of the u.s military who was working as a security um job he's she's working as security for his apartment complex and he thought it'd be funny if he took off his pants leaving his underwear on and uh, then mooned her, and he th- and he thought it'd be funny, and it wasn't gonna be nothing was gonna be said until when they went to go pick him up at the police station. His dad said that that never happened and called her a liar. Um, nothing was gonna happen, and she made it her her job to make sure everyone knows that this is what happened. You gotta not let ath- male athletes do this, and I hundred percent agree because that's scary to have a, a a big dude like him be drunk and do that and apparently it wasn't the only time he's been doing that apparently he's been you know uh an issue with the at the apartment complex for a long time apparently he's been making the whole summer he's been essentially been that one neighbor that you all hate <laughs> <laughs> and the guy who just keeps on making noise and you you consistently tell your you know your landlord but you know it's like he pays his rent like you know and you can't really do anything so i mean i'm his age right now i'm 22 i've never done those kind of things i'm also not a millionaire yeah so so i don't know i mean i've went out i've done things that are like no whoa you should chill but i've never done something where like i'm gonna go out and do sexual harassment on somebody because that is sexual harassment (laughs) to a certain extent and I, I, I've never, I never thought once to do that. And maybe it's funny when they're with a group of guys, and I understand that. But like, yo, you are, 
you're not just representing yourself out there. You're representing a whole team when you do these things. Yeah, I'm. I'm just mostly disappointed. I'm. I'm somehow more disappointed than I am angry because Austin Matthews has been. He Austin Matthews was my favorite prospect of all time. Uh, before this, uh, probably my probably my favorite, maybe even. Well, I wouldn't say Eastern Conference player, but like for the Toronto Maple Leafs, he's my favorite player. He was the guy I'm like, okay, he should get the captain. He deserves it. He's done it, and I think he should get it. But I can't justify myself saying that now. I can't. After that, dude, like I've seen way too many people, and this is the main argument saying, oh, boys will be boys. He's just having fun out there. But that's how he gets away with it. That's how he was going to get away with it. And that's how, if he continues to get away with it, that's how he'll get away with it. It's just a situation that I think, yeah, he's kind of owned up to, but also not because with the legal situation, he hasn't been able to speak too much on it. And as you said, I think the captaincy was botched. I think he was 100% going to get the captaincy. It was leaked that there was like a photo shoot of him in the captaincy. But I don't. there's no way that happens now. I think Toronto had to postpone that now. I probably will be John Tavares now because of that. And I think I think Austin Matthews learned his lesson exponentially. I'm hoping this doesn't happen because he's, again, one of the guys that I was, I was hoping would be like the next captain of Team USA, the next captain of... The Toronto Maple Leafs, the next captain of the NHL. I think He's he had so much well talent. He still very well could. He still very well could. I mean, it could, could happen. Obviously, like, with Patrick Kane being the captain, he's had some controversies. But I, I still think while there is potential there, I just can't support him in that way anymore. I still enjoy watching the player on the ice. But after what he did that, like, it's not... I wouldn't say that he's a terrible person, but he's it's not exactly good luck either. Yeah, I understand that. I'm also a part a person where I know he's a young guy, and I think this is the kind of thing where you don't need a wake up call. Like for me, you know, I like again, I'm his, I'm the same age as him. I'm 22. I'm the same age as him. I literally like last year, I'm working, I was working at like a Menards, and I'm like, yeah, I can't do this for the rest of my life, and I hate this. So I made a change and changed my life, right? So, um, you know, it's like. Sometimes you just need a wake up call, and I'm not saying he needs to go work at a you know Home Depot to change his life, but like, <laughs> but you know sometimes sometimes you just gotta do something, and then if and you can't have people around you enabling you, you can't have you can't have uh, his dad sitting there telling people no, my son would never do this. You need to open your eyes too, and and realize that hey, like I your son can be a bad person, but. But there's opportunity there is to teach him and maybe even teach yourself to be better people. And and I and I don't think people should just say F no, F Matthews. He's he's a horrible person. I hate him now. Like, no, if he can prove everybody that he can do, you know, be a good person again, you know, he needs to prove it though. He needs to go out there, do some more with charity. And I know he's a great person in the community already, but he just needs to go and maybe change something about his lifestyle. Like if if they're if you're hanging out with people and I'm stealing words here, but I completely agree. I was listening to I mean we me both listen to Steve Eagle podcast. I completely agree. If you're if you hang out with people who are bad people, you're probably gonna be a bad person. <laughs> it's like, like that. It was 
it's basically been proven that you turn out like your friends, the people yeah. you hang out the most with. And I and I've done the same thing. I was hanging out with losers, and I was like, hey, I can't do this because I'm just gonna end up like them. I switched it up. I'm now hanging out with with better people. And hey, would you look at it? I want to be more productive. I want to do more, like do a lot of things with like my career. And I'm and I and I think he has the resources and the people to do that. I don't think you should get. I don't think you should cancel Matthews. Yeah, as, I, I wouldn't go that far. I just. My opinion for the current has changed, but I, I understand hope, hopefully, hopefully, and, he'll and, I'm, and I understand that completely. And if you are, if you are, if you are like, if you're a female, like I under, and I understand that. Like, do you? I'm not telling. I'm not telling you. I'm not telling anybody to do anything because I don't have any. If I tell you to do something, you, you should listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I'm just saying, like. For my own, what I'm going to be doing is, yeah, I'm hesitant to wear my Matthews jersey right now because I want to see oh, improvement yeah. of him. Like, I just, it sucks that that happened to him. And I was really hoping that he would, it, it just shows he wasn't ready too, right? It just shows he's he wasn't ready for. Exactly. To, it came at the, the worst time too, right? Like, that's why a lot of guys stay quiet with things and because it's not just, it's not just you anymore. You know, it's you represent the entire team and now the entire league not only is looking at Austin Matthews, but they're like, oh, what's, the, what's going on with the Leafs? You, you know? Like, their star players out there mooning people. Like, it's just more than just you. And that, that's what's kind of a little bit out there. Uh, we got one more thing. Speaking of great players, we were just talking about uh, Austin Matthews, but let's talk about a little bit of a good thing, though. Sidney Crosby, getting his number, retired. By the Absolute Q, beauty. By the and Q. I was. I saw that whole video. It was honestly amazing. Now that was probably the most emotion besides him winning the Stanley Cup that I've ever seen Cindy Crosby actually put out there. But it was. I, I wasn't tear jerking because obviously I didn't see Cindy Crosby as a prospect and watch him. But you could tell there was genuine emotion talking about some of the stories he had in the QMJHL and the QMJHL not didn't just retire him with the number for Ramuski, but retired him league-wide, which I think was such a smart decision. 87, retired forever in the QMJHL. There's not many better QMJHL players that have ever played than Cindy Crosby. I think yeah. it makes sense, and it and how many pl- And how many players are actually wearing are actually wearing number 87, right? <laughs> I mean, I, like, I wouldn't say there's a decent chunk. I mean, but, in yeah. The, in the NHL, no way. No one, I don't know any player that's wearing 87. Like, I think he's reached that point of his career where it's like, if you wear a Sidney Crosby number, it's like, really? Like, same thing with Josh, like Josh Hosang. Like, why are you wearing 66, dude? Like, stop. <laughs> like, it's it's weird. Like, I don't, I don't I, I'm one of the people that says I don't, I don't care, but I'm also a person that understands why people could be like, hey, man, where's the respect? <laughs> why aren't you respecting? Why aren't you respecting the number of the guy? <laughs> you know, why aren't you respecting the number of a guy who didn't even play with the franchise? Yes, but you no, know, Sidney Crosby has reached that level where it's like you won yeah, I mean, three cups. Yeah, and the QMJHL, I think it's fine. Yeah, nobody's wearing number eighty-seven. I think it's great that they did it for him, uh, and he's he's such a great guy anyway. That you know, uh, there's not many A one like plus guys that you know you can have a role model for. And at this stage of his career where he's been in the league for 15 years and is still from point A to point B has been a role model for, for kids, players, you know, even even older guys like just wanting to be who wants to be successful, how to be successful and how to consistently be you know, an A1 person. And he shows every year, every year on the ice too. 
goes out there, works like a dog, shows all the all the other players how to do it, leads on and off the ice, goes out in the community, shows people, hey, if you work hard, you can do your things. I can't say enough good things about Sidney Crosby, and I love him. So, like, uh, having his number retired by the queue, pretty good. Uh, one more thing, though. Did you have anything to add for, uh, for Sidney Crosby? No, he's just legendary. I think it just makes sense. There we go. Okay, one more thing. Uh, the Boston Bruins are winning the Stanley Cup. No, because, they aren't officially because NHL twenty. Uh, <laughs> this is a this is the best part though because now since NHL twenty predicted the Boston Bruins win officially, they will not win the Stanley Cup. It's great. Yes, yeah, so you know I'm a big NHL twenty guy. I write articles. I do a whole bunch of things like that, and. Uh, yeah, so I yeah, look at my my YouTube at oh heartbreaker. So I was looking at the um at NHL 20s or uh EA Sports their Twitter. They put out the pictures and they show, you know, uh Sydney or they show Patrice Bergeron holding the cup up, blah blah blah. And then they show the the playoff tree and I'm looking through it and they beat they beat the Vegas Golden Knights uh 4 to 2, winning in 6 to win the cup. I'm like, how did they get there though? You know, they beat they beat the Capitals six games in the finals. <laughs> that, that's not happening. The Capitals yeah. always beat Boston. Uh, they beat they beat Tampa in six games in the second round. I'm like, okay, maybe right. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And then of course I look in the first round. <laughs> I look in the. This is what made it real for me. This is what made it real. Boston wins in seven games against two. Guess just guess who? Just guess, the just Florida take, Panthers. Nope, you're definitely wrong. The, uh, well. the Toronto Maple Leafs. Well, yeah. <laughs> in seven games, and guess <laughs> and guess what? I'm looking throughout the whole, the, like the only other seven game series was the other first round against Colorado <laughs> and Winnipeg. Like, of course it's Toronto. <laughs> like, like why wouldn't why wouldn't happen Toronto lose in Game Seven for the third consecutive <laughs> and, year? Yeah, in a, third, three in a video games. game. In a video game, <laughs> they just can't escape it. So apparently, according to NHL Twenty, that's what's going to happen. But in real life, we have some sta- we have some standings to go over though too. And I think we both, I think I talked you into it. No. Yes, I did. Come on. I think Chicago's going to beat Winnipeg out for that that last. Don't you dare. No. (laughs) We were talking prior, and he was like, yeah, I love Chicago now. I love Patrick Kane. I don't know. No, but I uh, personally, I guess myself, because these aren't consensus consensus picks, uh, I think Chicago can make the playoffs in the Central. I think it's going to be a wild card position. Um, I think they could beat out Winnipeg because I just don't think Winnipeg has the legs this year. And last year, I, I, I said the stat in this recent article I was writing for uh, Fansided for Black Hawk Up, go follow them. I was, <laughs> I, was <laughs> I was writing about how last year only three Blackhawks defensemen played over uh, played over 75 games. And there's, it was Seabrook, Keith, and Gustafson. Like and two of those three, you you I think you want playing over seventy five, and the rest and the rest of them were, you had Brandon Manning for twenty games, you had uh, Dahlstrom for like twenty games, you had uh, C- uh, Connor Murphy playing only like half the season because he was injured. This year with the additions of Dahan and the additions of Mata, having two guys who have played in the league consistently who are. 
I think if healthy, uh, I think that they're a lot better than Brandon Manning, Dahlstrom, <laughs> and I would uh, think so. yeah, and who and Connor Mur- Connor Murphy will still be down there, but he's going to be in the in a bottom six role, hopefully with Seabrook. Like I think it's a lot better, and I think and with their offense being top, I think top ten in the league, um, and healthy goaltending out of Crawford and Leonard, I think they can sneak in. I'm not, and I'm not saying that they're going to be a contending team that's going to win the cup, but I think they can make it back to the playoffs. That's 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 just what I'm saying. I'm not saying that they're going to be this world beater because I think as soon as you mention like, hey, you're going to say Chicago in the playoffs, they're they're not going <laughs> to win anything. I understand that. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying they're going to be in the playoffs. I'm not saying they're going to win. Maybe they win a first round series. Maybe. Maybe. I don't. Uh, yeah, like, depends who they play. It depends who they play. But I'm, yeah, it's just like okay, well, that's it. I'm not saying they're gonna win the cup. Maybe they, maybe they make six games. Like that's all I'm saying. But otherwise, like I completely agree with everything. I think they will be five in the Atlantic uh, Metro. With th- uh, it's it's gonna be switched from last year. The the Metro had five teams making in the playoffs. I agree with those uh, five teams with Tampa, Toronto. Florida, uh, Boston, and Montreal. I think Boston might finish second in the division again. Um, but otherwise, I, these these divisions are pretty. It's pretty tight. <laughs> like I uh-huh. think I think the Central is the the only division that's like okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the only division where I'm legitimately like, hey, anybody can make it. <laughs> Besides like, Minnesota. You never know if Dubnik decides to become good again, and maybe the offense wants to play. Like I don't know <laughs> <laughs> if the offense wants to do stuff. Like I don't know, man. That that whole again, the whole team is just whatever. Pacific too, because you don't have your big take there was you didn't have Calgary in the Pacific. Yeah, so I I probably should explain this a little bit as a person who's watched Calgary for a long time, and especially this past season. I I've I said it before we recorded, but I wouldn't say it's a fluky season, but it's a season that I don't think Calgary can replicate too well. Mark Giordano's like Mark Giordano just turned thirty six years old. I'm really not banking on him doing as well as he did, even though I think he'll have a good year. That Calgary offense I think will stay around the same, very solid. I don't see Lindholm being as good, but the just the situation they were in with Colorado, they just didn't look to me like a playoff team. They didn't look like a even like a top. 15 team or anything they just looked terrible versus colorado some of the weaknesses there were exposed i think the offense was just dry johnny goudreau was just nothing the defense kind of crumbled at the wrong times and the goaltending was decent but it was still not good at all and i think this next season we'll see a little bit of those effects calgary didn't really change too much at all they didn't really improve in anything and to me i just don't see them doing too much this season they will be good but not a playoff team to me can I say a stat that I found funny or I found fun? Yes. So, uh, did you know that Lindholm actually played more center than Monahan did last year and took more faceoffs? I think. So. Well, I I wouldn't expect that he play more center than Monahan. Yeah, yeah, he, he did, did play a fair bit of center. Yeah, apparently I was looking at all, all like the advanced the advanced stats of them just to make sure, like seeing like if how I feel about Lindholm because I was going to take him in my fantasy league. We'll talk. I want to talk about fantasy after a little bit, but um. Yeah, I I looked at and apparently Lindholm took more faceoffs and played more uh, defensive and offensive zone uh, minutes than Monahan. Monahan is underratedly terrible defensively. So yeah, I was like, wow. So I don't know. I think Lindholm might be a real deal over there. I don't know. That's just that's just 
This it is my depends. opinion. Like, I, gotta, I, I gotta see a bit more from him. Alright, so that's our divisions really quick. I know it wasn't super in-depth, but I mean, like, the season's about to start in a second. If you don't know what's happening with them, yeah. like, hey, you probably looked up something. You could look up somebody who wrote <laughs> something about it. Hey, these are just our predictions at this point. <laughs> so, speaking of predictions, we have three. We have three predictions for the season. And these are just random things, and we're going to go with... We have a serious pick, and we have a laughable pick. Like, so, for example, like the Stanley Cup winner, we are... Let's just say we have Ari- we have a real Stanley Cup winner, which would be, uh, in this case, say, let's just say Boston, right? Boston, real Stanley Cup winner. That we're like, yes, everyone's... Everyone can agree with, yeah, probably. And then we have a laughable Stanley Cup winner, which is like, you know, Edmonton. <laughs> so, so uh, you can go first. Who is your Stanley Cup winner? So my Stanley Cup winner this year. It's it's kind of been interesting to see the response of how everybody's kind of picked them as well. But I'm picking the Tampa Bay Lightning. I know what people might say. Yes, they did get sweeped versus the Columbus Blue Jackets, but that is exactly what they needed to get waking up and to actually get it done this year. I think they just got slapped so hard that it'll be the it'll just be the millennium shift where they'll just go the complete other way. I think they'll have a super successful season once again the regular season, win the President's Trophy, but will actually win the freaking Stanley Cup. For can, my I make, love- cool, can I make the can I make the argument there? Wouldn't you say that in when the Washington Capitals won the cup, wouldn't you say that was a slap in the face? Because then they get shut out in like four straight games there. Well, the thing was with that, I think they were so close to where they kind of just said to themselves, okay, we just need to do that again. But I think versus Columbus, again, there was also some problems there. They weren't completely healthy. But just having that, I think there was just more embarrassment in losing and winning this down. Like, I think there was more embarrassment, less embarrassment than having Washington win the cup than there was in winning the President's Trophy, having some of the most points in the league since like 1990 and getting swept versus the second wildcard team. I think there's a lot more embarrassment there, personally. Now, going into my laughable pick. Now, I don't, I don't know what the, really the definition was of this, but it, when it comes to laughable picks, I think this would just make me so freaking happy. It's like happy. your pick. It's like the pick that you're like, yeah, this probably won't happen, but, you know, if it does... <laughs> yeah, yeah, honestly, like, if yeah. it does, I'd be so freaking hysterical about it. That being the Carolina Hurricanes. They aren't a team that well, that doesn't have a chance of winning the Cup, but if they do, it'll be so freaking hilarious to see a guy like Sebastian Ajo raise it and have Montreal just watching in the distance. <laughs> That's petty. <laughs> <laughs> That's also awesome. Okay, so my Stanley Cup winner, everyone knows I am a Leafs fan and I'm a Blackhawks fan. So I'm saying this in great vein, but I'm also saying this like, okay, uh, Boston winning the Cup. Oh, boy. That's my real That's my real pick. I really do think Boston will win the Cup. Um, All right. I, and it's not just because NHL 20 told me. But I actually, <laughs> I actually do think that they lost last year, and they're going to be going into this season thinking, "Hey, this is Chara's last year. This might be a legit our last hurrah." <laughs> with uh, with Bergeron being as old as he is, Krejci entering the last, I think the second to last year of his contract, um, Rask being a top goaltender because he's about to be thirty three, I believe. Um, it's just an older team, and I think that they could they have one more. I think they have one more run with them. Uh, my funny, laughable pick is St. Louis. 
<laughs> just, <laughs> like I don't I know they just won the cup, but I also don't think anybody thought they were gonna win the cup. So if they win the cup again, like that's pretty clear. <laughs> if they just go back to back, it's like is anybody really being like I knew it? <laughs> I mean, I, blues fans probably, but yeah, besides, like, right, that. besides blues fans, nobody is being like most people are not choosing them to be in the playoffs. <laughs> what? I mean, unless Biddington just like completely is terrible, which I think he'll be meh, but I don't think he'll be that bad. I think he might be meh. I'm actually one of them that doesn't think he's gonna make the playoffs. So, Ooh. oh yeah, so that's my laughable pick. I know I just. I just crossed off all the St. Louis fans. <laughs> They're all, all the like, St. Louis fans just skipped off the video, uh, skipped off the podcast. They're like, we don't like you either, you Blackhawk Leaf fan. <laughs> so, the Blackhawks fan, the Stars fan. Yeah, right. Sorry. And Rangers, you're a fan of everybody. <laughs> Basically. All right. I also, I have a bone to pick with you too when this is over. So uh, <laughs> let's go to our Art Ross, whoever gets the most points in the league. So uh, let's go with our your real pick. Who do you think is going to win it? Nathan McKinnon. How many points do you think he's going to get? Um, I he, I think he'll also win the Hart Trophy, but I think it'll be because one of the reasons being that he'll lead the league. I think he'll get around 115 points. Connor McDavid likely will be second for me, like 110 or something, but I don't see it being Kucherov levels of points, but still being freaking amazing. Okay, respectable. Who's your funny pick? Uh, my funny pick for the Art Ross, honestly, James Neal. Let it happen, baby. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, that's... That's <laughs> that's a pick. One more time. One more time for the people in the back. Who? James Neal. James Neal, baby. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's make it happen. James Let's Neal make... Ross 2020. There you go. 50 and 20. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, so for my so for my funny pick, uh, for, or for my real pick, I have McDavid. I know not not the ooh, really yeah. crazy crazy pick that is. <laughs> um, I just I I don't know. I think he's gonna get over 130 points. I think he just, Whoa, I, yeah, okay. dude. I think. I mean, just, if he plays a Jerko and Neil, I'm not sure about that. Dude, but. man, I think he just he just wants it, man. <laughs> I think he just <laughs> wants. And then my funny pick is <laughs> Tobias Reeder. <laughs> legend, <laughs> legend, Calgary Flame legend. Uh, getting a yes. contract, getting a contract with the Calgary Flames. I Good think. Stud. What What if one day the the Calgary Flames and Edmonton Oilers just switch rosters? Would anybody know? I mean, would, would anybody notice? <laughs> like, would everyone just be like, "No, that's that's normal." <laughs> that's that's Connor McDavid out there in the with the red, Johnny Gaudreau out there and, in the orange doing yes, his thing. Everybody knows that, would that be they so play. weird. Oh my gosh! I don't think so. I don't think it'd be weird as it would be. And for our final uh, prediction, um, we're gonna go ahead and hate on Minnesota Wild some more. <laughs> Yay! And and our, we're going to go with a prediction of how many points will the Minnesota Wild finish with. My my first prediction was zero, but then, you know, I had to give them a little bit of leeway here. So I'm going to give them 74 points in this season. I think they'll be bad. I think they'll be bottom five for sure. Or not for sure, but I think they'll be bottom five. But I see them being just average, 74 points. Not bad, not terrible, but not, not good either. Yeah, I'm going with 69 points. Nice. Yep. Yep. Uh if I'm going with a realistic pick, maybe seventy eight. I think yeah, that I think I'll that division, around there. I think that division's just too hard to for them to succeed. I don't think Dubnik can can hold it anymore. Uh <laughs> I think uh Koivu's done. Um Stahl's done. Uh I think Suter is gonna try his hardest, but 
you can't play a 34-year-old guy 40 minutes a game. Uh, I think Dumba's going to be a good player because he only played half the season last year. Uh, I think Spurgeon's great. But other than that, there's not much there. Yeah. Zuccarello's their only other guy, but he's also over 30. So, yeah. I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. But I, I think 78's going to be a uh, where it stands. So... That's it for the for the NHL stuff, man. Now we get into the worst fast food place. Now hold on, hold on, hold on. I'll just lay it down. Whoa. So every so every podcast, I'm gonna try and do a uh, not a poll, but just like a you know, hey, what do you think about this? And choose your choose your choice. Random question. Random question. And you can also you know um, get in on this as well. What is your worst fast food place? <laughs> so, let me know. Let me let know. know. C- comment below wherever you're watching. <laughs> like I don't know. There's a tweet us. Tag tweet us. Tag us. Tag yes. Us. Yes. Tweet us. There we go. At Nico from T O and at five people watching. Tag us or we will do nothing. But we just will. Do it. We will destroy you. Okay. So for this week's one is what is the worst fast fast food place that you've ever been to, or you've eaten, or have had third person experiences with. Okay, so for my pick for the worst fast food place, I'm not sure if it counts as fast food really, but I'm going with CC's Pizza. Now, I'm I won't I won't say that I hate CC's Pizza, but I've had it so many times uh, where I don't, when I've really not wanted to. My brother is a huge CC's Pizza fan for some reason, um, and we just go there like every other every month or something. It's it's pretty insane. They're cheap. That's fine. I mean, I like their cinnamon rolls. I guess. But the pizza is uh, is not not all that great. Okay, I'm gonna go with a with a hot one. Uh, Popeyes. Ooh. I'm I'm not a Popeyes fan. I think Popeyes is is actually disgusting. They have some great they have some great uh, commercials. Not chicken. Yeah, like I nice. literally think that you know everyone likes them so much, but I don't think their biscuits are all that good. No, I think, I think it was also there was also like that one guy like a month ago that had like a chicken sandwich or something that had like maggots in it. Like it was that's gross. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't really like the chicken. I think the chicken's really dry. Um, yeah. I'm a I'm person. I'm a KFC fan to be honest. I like Ooh. KFC. I like I like KFC a lot better. Uh, compared right to there. two things. So that's our choices for the worst fast food places. So you you don't like CC's Pizza. I don't like Popeyes. I also have there a bone. To, I have a bone to pick with you, by the way. Oh, did you just did you just see that? Uh, no, that Layla person who was, um, yes. she just she just got a, she just got a Stanley Cup ring from the Blues. That's pretty cool. Friggin' yes, baby. Pretty, okay now, amazing. okay now here's uh, here's my bone to pick with you. I I I love watching your videos, man. I'm I'm a big fan. I've been I've been I was a subscriber of you since like a hundred. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> in your last in the last couple of months, you've you've you got a pretty good decent jersey collection going, right? Got some new hats. Yes. You know you're you know you're you're mixing them up a little bit. I, I hate it. <laughs> I absolutely you had a you had a, a Florida Panthers hat on and a uh, Colorado Avalanche. Shirt yes. jersey on today, and I just wanted to reach to the screen and slap you. <laughs> <laughs> like I hate when you switch up your jersey and hats. It pisses it, like it angers me. Just wear <laughs> just wear the same thing for the love of God. <laughs> it's like the thing when, is, I just, don't. The, I'm so close to having like hats of every team and stuff. I don't have that. So like sometimes I want to talk about a team and talk about another team. Just don't wear a hat. Just comes together. You don't gotta wear a Sorry. hat. You don't gotta wear one. Just just Put one. Some. Can you just do one video where you just wear the same thing 
I should just make I should just uh change it up, put like a suit and tie on. Yes. Put some yes, like, yes. spray spray hair. <laughs> Don't wear um, anything. Just just wear do a do a show shirtless. <laughs> do a show in in my underwear, imagine. But don't show your lower body. Just let them guess. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that was my bone to pick you. That's all I got for today. Brilliant. So that's, so that's pretty good. It. We're we're an uh, hour and thirty eight. There we go. We uh, yes, we are. We did it. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, this was this was a uh, fun. We're gonna be doing this hopefully every week. If not every other week, we'll uh, we'll get it going. Um, do you want to mention the the forsaken child? No. Okay, we won't mention him. So, but yeah, we'll hopefully be back. <laughs> <laughs> so the NHL season starts in what two days? One day. One day tomorrow. Well, does it start tomorrow? It's on the second. Yeah. I thought it started on Wednesday. The first game is Toronto, Ottawa, and then it's St. Louis. Is it? Washington. There we go. Hey, yeah. so did you do any NHL fantasy this year? I had, I had uh, three leagues. So I play. Thanks I have for the one invite. Kind of, yeah, the invite, by had, the way. I had one casual league, and then I had two leagues for the channel. Um, that were so it was forty spots combined. So last year I had just one league for the channel. Now I have two. So I don't know if next year we're gonna have three or something. But yeah, I'm in three right now man i i think i have a real i think i have a winner with one of my leagues man i have in one of my leagues i'm like holy crap how did i do this and yeah like my other one i'm like what is happening i just want to say this team really quick tell me if you think this is good so i have i have Braden point that's pretty good that's okay i have uh couturier okay that's that's pretty good i have victor arvidson who could play left and right wing that's pretty okay i have meyer playing left and right that's pretty okay i have kane playing it's pretty That's good. Pretty okay. I have uh, Evgeny uh, Andre Shmeshnikov was called his brother. Just I list them all. I have him. I have Dumba. I have Chabot, Morrissey, Heiskinen. I have the the Sniffmaster, Kuznetsov. I have uh, Ekholm. I have Reinhardt. And then you for know what goal- I think of that team. Hold on, hold on. I have goal- here are these goaltenders though. This is pretty good. I have uh, Veselevsky, Anderson, and Grubauer. Grubauer. You know what I think of that team? It's great. It's- Terrible. The worst team I've ever seen in my life. Okay. Well, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> I didn't, it's, I, it's it's pretty good. Pretty good. Any, I think, team with, any team with Meyer on it is automatically A+. I just want to point out, there's a guy in this in this league that I'm with who chose all the Minnesota Wild. Oh. He chose every single one of the Minnesota Wild. <laughs> and, I don't, yeah. and I don't. And, but the random thing is, though, so he gets. He chose Devin Dubnik with his first overall pick, right? And we're all like. <laughs> and we're all like, why? <laughs> why would you do that? And his next pick he chooses. He chose Gronlin, and then we all message him, hey, he's on the team anymore. He's like, oh, really? <laughs> so, <laughs> so he chooses Nito Niederreiter. <laughs> It oh just, my gosh! And anyway, his last pick ended up being Corey Crawford, and he's like, "I just had to." <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, "Jesus Christ!" So uh, that's my fantasy. If you have a fantasy league, by the way, make sure you're choosing players, or you chose, or you can pick up players. I could play left and right wing, and yeah. and mix up your east and west because that's like if you have everybody playing in the east, dude. Like a hundred percent. Like I have my main priority in any league is to pick. The different players, different teams. I do not want to deal with that. I think in all, I don't think I have a duplicate player in all. Actually, I might have had 
like one or two duplicate players in all my three leagues, but I try to keep it as varied as possible. Like I chose, I chose a uh, Victor Arvidsson in every one of my leagues this 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 year. I mean, he'll be great. So yeah, and I and I also chose. I tried to get uh, Raquel and Meyer in all of them as well. Like if you have <laughs> if you have a player that can play both wings, and you have a center who can play like your team is just that much valuable. Plus, if you need to make a trade for, like, a defenseman or per se, like, yeah. you could be like, yo, this guy could play all positions and uh, your guy can only play defense, so uh, hand him over, buddy. All right. all right, so that's all I got. That was my fantasy corner. Well, I will, let's update everybody next week how our fantasy teams are doing. I'll do that. I'll yeah, do that. I'll be one and know. You didn't invite me to your league because uh, we're not friends, apparently. That was cool. Oh, well, it's cool. Oh, okay. Not yeah. only are you bad at dressing, you're bad at being a friend. Wow. Yep. This, I'm exposed now. I'm exposed. You're, you're, you're a now. bad friend. Uh, as a bad friend, the people of this podcast can only follow me on Twitter at Nico from Tio and the podcast at Religion of Hockey Pod. Agreed. R O H podcast. R O H podcast. And yeah. you can't follow Nate, Nathan, and you definitely don't want to go to his Twitter at Nathan Gravity. You definitely do not want to subscribe to my YouTube channel and tell every single one of your hockey friends about it. Make sure they subscribe. You don't want to do that. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, you also you also do not want to rate us five stars on everything. You also do not want to watch all of the other podcast episodes. Please do not do that. All right. Yep. Don't. yep. Also, actually, do actually do want to go to my YouTube channel and subscribe. To me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll, I, well, I don't even know. It's a long name. I'm not even going to say it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, I hope you guys did enjoy this, though. Uh, if you liked it, uh, do do all those things we said to not do. So, yes. so be like Paul Fenton and do the opposite of what you're supposed to do, <laughs> what you were told here. If you Agreed. Want it, if you want it to be bad, make sure it's good. <laughs> Agreed. The NHL season is almost here, folks. This will be an every week thing. Keep going back because it will get even better. We'll see you guys next week. No, oh wait, no, I was about to do my YouTube outro. Oh That's boy. Can you do can you do it? Do it do the YouTube outro here. Uh but for, you guys, Oh now I can't do it. Now I'm checking up. Anyways. Wait. Oh you're lame. Oh wait, let me do my outro. Can I do my outro? Sure. Okay, we'll see you guys next time. Goodbye.